Hello, my friend. This is Evolving Truths, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. My name is Alexis Ray, and in this conversation, my co-host, who also is my mom, Shannon Day, and I discuss the root of perfectionism, the urgency to care for our needs so we can give to those that we love, and the power of commitment when we apply it to ourselves. Without further delay, I present to you Episode 7 of Evolving Truths. Hi, Mommy. How are you? I'm doing well. I am managing my overwhelm as best as I possibly can, recognizing that productivity in this career looks different. I spent all day yesterday working on one sentence, (laughs) and then I still worked on it again more today. That is very strange to me because I feel like I should be checking off a lot of concrete items on my to-do list and those concrete items are still there, but there's all of this other work being done. So I'm adjusting to that. That makes sense. Your to-do list looks a little bit different. Yeah, there's still concrete things, but then I'm realizing and recognizing how many soft thinking hours are going into the production of this stuff. When you're doing your own thing and working to create it, especially in the beginning, it feels like it takes a lot more. You're thinking finished product, just like with this podcast, it's called Evolving Truths. It's going to do the same thing. Oh, 100%. I have had to let go of my need for perfectionism because perfectionism is actually fear we're scared of it not being perfect. So instead of doing the task, we just don't. I can't be worried about perfect because otherwise nothing would be getting done. Right. Also, perfect doesn't really exist. I mean, you're perfect as my daughter, but perfect doesn't exist. We could say that we each are our own perfection when we come back to living our truest life and purpose. I think that's a version of perfection in life now. But as far as doing a task, it's actually not supposed to be perfect. I have to get it wrong enough times to then get it right, which is the same way that we level up through life. It's the same way that our truths evolve is to go through those cycles, go through those phases a handful of times until we learn what we need to learn and then you move on. Right. And it can be a hard skill. It doesn't just have to be metaphorical life phases. I updated my LinkedIn profile with everything on the podcast, coaching and speaking. I know that that profile will evolve and change. This is just a first draft. I love that. I'm so grateful to know, even though I'm putting this stuff out there, I give it full permission to change and evolve. My experiences change and evolve as I work with more clients, as I continue to evolve as a coach and as a podcast host. I had a busy weekend, (laughs) even though it feels and looks different than I'm used to. When we invest a lot of time or are thinking creatively, even though that's fun and it's exciting, it can also be mentally exhausting, emotionally exhausting. It's not physical labor, but it's still taxing. Definitely. It takes its toll. Saturday, I did a good job mixing in fun and Went to a pool party, which was awesome. Met new people, had connection. I had contemplated not going to the pool party and I'm so glad that I did it. 
that's something that I've committed to in my life that I want more connection. I want to be meeting people. This is part of who I am now. In order to do that, I have to go out into the world. (laughs) And I'm so grateful that I did because every single time that I have in the past three weeks, I have met amazing people. So that's cool. That's great. Tell me about your weekend, mom. Me and a couple of friends went down to Red River, New Mexico. My first time there, it was beautiful. On Saturday, myself and one of my friends were both running the Enchanted Trail series heavy half. Lots of climbing, which was good because in my 55K, there's lots of climbing. It's the first time that I'd been able to run any sort of distance since being sick. So it was great to know that my body could do it. It highlighted for me some things I need to work on between now and October 1st for the 55K. I love Red River, a fun little town to hang out in. Go check it out. Awesome. There you go. To all you runners out there who like to travel to run races, now you have a new one. Today, we want to talk about committing to ourselves and why is it so hard? When we've made a commitment to ourselves that we're going to do something, especially if it's stuff that we're putting off or really don't want to do, but know we should, it's real easy to go, eh, I'll do this. I've lived in my space since June of 2016, and I still have a few boxes that sit in my office under my desk that have been like, I'll get to that. And I'll even have time scheduled on my calendar of, I'll get to that. And they're still sitting down here. Ooh. So that's one. Sometimes even with my training, if I get up a little bit later than I planned or start to work on something else, then I'll be like, well, now today I can't do my training because I've committed to whatever, to go help someone or meet someone or do a task for someone else. Those are a couple of things that I can think about. I was thinking commitment to health. So we all know that we need to exercise more. Sitting is the new smoking. Another one that came up for me was a commitment to journaling because we are part of a journal crew that you and I started and it has been hard to stay in that commitment. It has been really challenging to commit to this group that we started. You've talked about your journaling experience. You're a great journaler. I've never really been a journaler when going through something in life. I had so many people say to me, you should journal, you should journal. And I literally was like the next person who tells me to journal, I'm going to get a journal and cram it down their throat (laughs) because I just could not take that anymore. When we saw this journal and decided, hey, let's see if there's a group of people who want to do it. We even laid it out. So it's simple. And yet staying committed to that for myself, it's getting off my phone at night before bed. It's getting up 15 minutes earlier. I won't do that, but I'll take an hour out of my day to pick up someone or yeah, I'll come hang out with you on the porch and have a beverage. Sometimes so frustrating. The only way we change is when we start doing these new things that we don't normally do. In preparing for today's conversation, I realized commitment is a choice. We broke this prompted journal down in a way for ourselves and a group of other women in our network to be able to work through it on a weekly or monthly bite-sized amount. And we are all still finding it challenging to get ourselves to that book. When I see it on my nightstand, 
instead of telling myself, oh, I don't want to, or it's such a drag, if I don't pick it up, then I started reframing it to myself of, I'm just choosing not to do that right now. Oh, I like that. I'm choosing to be committed to the journal. The other way to reframe it is if we don't pick it up, say, I'm choosing not to do that. And then say to yourself, okay, well, what am I actually going to do? I'm going to lay on my bed and turn Netflix on. So apparently I am choosing to lay on my bed and turn Netflix on instead of spend five minutes and pick up this journal book that I committed not only to myself, but I'm in an accountability group. I'm choosing that when I've told myself that I want to be the type of woman that stays committed to something and transforms her life with daily actions. One of the things that makes it difficult when it comes to keeping commitments to ourselves is we're taught from a young age that it can be selfish. Women especially are taught that, but it can hold true for any gender. Mixed with this piece is being comfortable saying no. It's okay for me to tell my friend, no, I can't do this for you. You don't have to explain it. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't even have to explain it, but clearly I feel like I need to. I do think that's a challenge and makes us do things for others so that we don't appear to be selfish or someone that people can't count on or that we can't get everything done that gets asked of us. I have a lot of that and modeled that for you. So You're welcome and I'm sorry and we get to work through it together. I'm glad that you point that out because when you're sitting on an airplane and they're giving you the pre-flight safety measures, if the plane were to lose altitude and the mass were dropped from the ceiling, what do they tell you to do first? Well, if you're traveling with a child or someone who couldn't do their own to do yours before you do theirs. We cannot serve those around us to the best of our ability or if we are too tired or if we are too worn out, but you're not wrong. We are programmed that it is selfish to take 10 minutes for ourselves to fill out this book. We are so programmed that we can't even wrap our minds around the fact that we could choose to wake up 10 minutes earlier in the morning so that it is our only option to spend 10 minutes to ourselves. We could choose to turn off the TV and pick up a book and craft that time for ourselves instead of spending two hours a night binging. There are opportunities to choose yourself throughout the day. It's hard. By no means am I saying that I am the queen of commitment, but being able to share that when we break it down to commitment as a choice, eventually, when you say it to yourself enough times, the choice becomes inevitable. You're like, man, I'm tired of freaking feeling like this. Or the day will come, I just need to recognize that I am not going to be a book reader and I'm going to take that off my list. You have to decide what's actually important to you instead of just going along with what you think you should be doing. Are we trying to commit ourselves to the wrong things? Are you even committing yourself to the right things? Yeah, that's a good question. It's mixed with thinking about it being okay to say no to something. Often I'll think, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Or We beat ourselves up for not doing the action that we think we should do, but we stop ourselves from doing the action because we tell ourselves that we're not worthy, we're not deserving, or it's selfish. There has to be some moment in time where we say, there is a disruption here. Pick what your disruption is going to be. You've been talking about having an emotion or a thought, then pausing to recognize that emotion or thought, and then making a decision about it. 
we lay there with some regrets about whatever it is that we did or didn't do. And if in the moment when we're making the decision to not keep a commitment to ourselves, if we took that one step further of going, so I'm choosing not to journal right now, how am I going to feel about that tomorrow? And trying to think ahead. Yeah, I'm going to be bummed. Okay, take the 10 minutes and journal. That could be helpful. If we take it that next step Totally. And that comes with the repetition. When I first started telling myself, I'm choosing to not journal right now, I just said it probably four or five days in a row. Then eventually I came back to it and I was like, you know what? I cannot not choose this anymore. I said that my goal at the beginning of this year was to make it through a prompted journal book. That is not something I have ever accomplished. I have started them, gotten maybe a third of the way, maybe a quarter of the way, and have never made it further than that. I am eight months into this. The only way I don't succeed at this goal is if I stop or do not start. Yeah, big commitment. So is running a 55K. I mean, with training, it's freaking hard. I train myself to wake up early in the morning. There are still days that it's like, nope, snooze. Or I'll give myself a day a week where I'm like, no alarm today. I'm just going to wake up when I wake up. But that commitment has its ebbs and flows. With each commitment, we are choosing the type of person we want to be. I love thinking about commitment to yourself or others is a choice. And that's on us to make it. It's our responsibility to choose ourselves first. This is something that I have had to work so hard on over the past couple of years because it was not in my nature. It was not in our culture. It was not in my upbringing. It was not a thing to emotionally choose myself first. I felt like I had no emotional voice for the majority of my life. Everything you just said is valid and recognizing it doesn't make us selfish and the manner with which we choose ourselves, it's I really need to do this for me, just be in that better space. If we're genuinely picking ourselves to be taking care of ourselves, that's not selfish because by choosing yourself first, you are then showing people around you how to take care of themselves as well. And you're giving them permission to draw their own boundaries. You're giving them permission to do what they need to do to take care of themselves. And as each one of us, are improving our lives and taking care of ourselves, our relationship gets better. Our relationships heal. Our commitments to ourselves get better. Our life vibrancy, our enthusiasm, our appreciation, our gratitude, our happiness, our energy, all of this good starts to come from making a little decision to commit to yourself and do something for yourself every single day because it is so powerful. We've heard these things and we are still challenged with doing this. We'd love to hear from those in our community here with Evolving Truths. Have they faced challenges in keeping commitments to themselves? If they have, how have they overcome them or worked through that? Or maybe they haven't been one who struggled with that. As we get ready to say goodbye, Lex, what's one commitment you'd like to share here? And I'll share one and and we'll leave this space open to hear from others. Oof. I am committed to helping others transform their mindset so they can love their life. That's but beautiful. on a smaller scale, I would say this week I am committed to drinking more water. 
That's a great commitment. I feel like I've been struggling with it the past couple of days. What's yours? (laughs) I'll give two. Staying committed to my 55K. And then I'm going to make sure I pick up the journal. We connected this group of amazing women to have these conversations and to challenge ourselves with it. And I've been stepping away from it. So choosing to finish that journal. Let us know what commitments you've struggled with what challenges you've faced, what tips and tricks you've used to move past them, or are you still facing them? And let us know if this concept of choice resonates with you. Thank you for sharing your time with us. We enjoy talking about the challenge of keeping commitments to ourselves and the life-changing impact of commitment as a choice. We hope you take time this week to choose you. Please choose us too. Visit us at evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Share this episode with others and get the conversation going in your circle. While you're at it, we'd love to have you leave a five-star rating and follow the show wherever you are listening. Remember, life is beautiful and we are witness to its magic. You are listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, produced and edited by Alexis Lopez, associate producer Shannon Day, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. For more information about Shannon and Alexis and to find ways to connect to this community, visit EvolvingTruthsPodcast.com.